shining a beacon on the bazaar. moves. He may look stupid, but he can be quite cunning, can Benny? One move ahead, two move ahead. I'm three move ahead in my brain. I can see his play. Mm, look at him, he's like an old fox. If I just did this move, I think I could have him cornered. I'm gonna... I think he'll go for that move next. I think he's guessing what move I'm going to play. I think he's guessing that I'm guessing what move he's going to play. Damn it. I'm going to have to just do it. Careful now. Let's see if he doesn't notice. He's going for it. Oh, no! <laughs> buckaroo, bitch! <laughs> oh, I should know not to go up against the buckaroo champion of 1988. <laughs> you oh. went for that little swinging. <laughs> It was a frying pan. <laughs> oh, the frying. I should have gone for something lighter. <laughs> you were cornered even before we started. Oh, one of these days I'm going to beat him at Buckaroo. Never. Oh, that means I'm going to have to do all washing up after dinner and all now. <laughs> and you did the cooking. <laughs> I almost burnt them fish fingers though, didn't I? <laughs> no, but it came out sweet. Oh, sweet. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, it don't matter. We're here in the kitchen, nice and cosy. Oh, it is, isn't Bit it? stormy outside it today. It is, isn't it? Yeah, the wind's blowing, it's galing, but yeah. got a lecky fire on, haven't Yeah, that's it. I, well, I left oven on a little bit with door Ooh. open to get a little warm <laughs> yeah. waft, you know. It's really nice. And we've got the kettle at hand. We've got all our board games and oh, stuff. It's, it's the best time it between is. Christmas and New Year. Yeah. yeah, I call it the perineum of the year, is this. Oh, what's that mean? You know, perineum. your tinter between your balls and your arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, neither, oh, you gooch. It's neither in the there, is it, this part of That's a lovely way, a lovely expression there. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it can be seen as the worst part of it in some ways. So what though, my belly, I've got to do something about this belly in New Year, man. It's like a keg of beer. It it's is turned terrible. into a keg. It is, you are now 50% beer, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> so many tinnies in. Uh, and those whiskeys, how many have we got? Oh, plenty of whiskies on the go. Oh, yeah, I've been enjoying a couple of those little bad oh, boys. You know what I mean? But you see, we need these supplies here at yeah. Crack and Cove. Oh, we do. Because we're the podcast that shine the beacon onto the bazaar. Mm. And I'm Matt. And I'm Benny. And today, what we're going to be doing is shining that light out through the stormy seas, out across the ocean, and see what amazing stories we can pick up. We're going to find the weird, the wonderful, sometimes just informative. That's all we need. That you sounds know? grand to me, our kid. So, sounds what do you think? Grand. Should we get a bit of casting on? Get girl? it on. Get it on the stove. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, 2020 has not been the easiest of years, has it, for it a lot of people? It certainly hasn't. It's been horrible. Well, basically, I mean, it's, it's not been too bad for us because, you know, this is just how we live anyway. You know, for a lot of people who have been struggling, you know, they want yeah. to be getting down at shops and things like that, you know what I mean? But, yeah. it, it not be, but what we need to do, we need to find out what 2021 is going to be. I'm a bit scared of it, I to be honest. Well, I might have a bit of information for you, see, because um, have you ever heard of. Uh, Baba Vanga. Baba Vanga, no. Baba Vanga. She's so, she's a b- blind Bulgarian mystic. All right. Is she from distant past ago? Well, not really. Well, I suppose it depends, really. She was she was she died in 1996. All right. No, don't right. worry. But right. she's she left behind a whole heap of predictions for the future. Oh, you see. cool. So this is a story from Lad Bible, right? Yeah. Which is obviously a, a, a very reliable source of information <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> And it's been written by Tom Wood, and it says, Here's what blind Bulgarian mystic Baba Vanga predicts for 2021. If you're sick of hearing about the year 2020, even though it's nearly over, how's about listening to the predictions for 2021 made by blind soothsayer and Nostradamus of the Balkans, Baba Vanga? Baba Vanga? Well, many have said that it's a load of horseshit. <laughs> And it probably is. Uh, She's got some of her predictions eerily correct, 
particularly the one about where she described steel birds bringing down an attack on America in 2001. Oh. So that's an interesting one, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not a bad call for a woman, woman who died in 1996. Anyway, each year we can analyse what she reckoned was going to happen in each of these years. And it's a bit of fun as much as anything else. Mm. However, it doesn't seem like 2021 is going to offer any respite for those who have been ground into the dirt through this unusually wretched year. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing this could be even worse. <laughs> yes. The Bulgarian mystic believed the next year would be a year in which we'll see a lot of cataclysms and great disasters. Oh, man, could that be natural disasters? Is that hinting at you reckon, or yeah. is it more, could the war be a disaster? Well, let's see. It says, apparently, three giants will unite, and a strong dragon will grip humanity. Oh, God. You have to interpret these for yourselves, but it doesn't sound great, does it? It doesn't, like America, Russia, mm. and China, or something else. Yeah. And he says, well, that's the thing. That's, so that's what I kind of figured. It could be some sort of political giants. It, yeah. could, be some, it could be economic giants. It could be sort of, I don't know, Facebook, and Amazon, yeah, true, and Apple all get together yeah, and knock yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Is, is it Elon Musk leading the army or yeah, something? Yeah, they're naked. They're yeah. just screaming like a loo, like something <laughs> off Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> get them, my robot army. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it with them. I can't, another one weird, don't but Ooh. you know, it's a, but I, I prefer if it actually was three physical giants to be great because they made those giant robots, aren't they? Remember, have you seen oh, those? Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. They walk into the mecha, another couple of them. They unite and start to knock yeah, everyone. That's cool, isn't it? Mecha Godzilla style. Yeah, that's it. You know, <laughs> but you, well, that's when we'll need a strong dragon, don't we? Then oh. that might be Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. It might be Godzilla. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, come on, let's face it. If Godzilla did erupt from the waves, sort of like next year, we just go. Thought so. <laughs> just, yeah, it just won't be joking anymore. We're just like, like, oh, fucking typical. It's like page four of a newspaper. Yeah, it? It won't and be. Godzilla's here. Well, I, I mean, there was, I think, that story earlier on this year that we'd found life, evidence of life on Venus, didn't we? Yeah, we found, yeah. And where's that in the news? Exactly. We've, well, they've had the bit about UFOs, haven't they? You know, the old TikTok video and all yeah. that sort of stuff. You know, it just kind of just gets breezed past. Yeah, we're going to have whatever, you know what I mean? Admitting that the UFOs being captured. And, yeah. you know, all, anyway. all everyone's bothered about is fucking Christmas being ruined. <laughs> 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 we are chelping over which fish the, the French and Spanish can catch and not. Exactly. Just what is wrong in. with us? Yeah, yeah. All the important stories are out there. We're yeah. just ignoring them, aren't we? Is that the way the media's kind of twisting it? You know what I mean? Media you spin, that's it, just normalise it. Oh, let's get back to this, though, she's fascinating. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, she also said that difficult times will come and people will be divided by their faith. Which we kind of already are, aren't we? I mean, you've yeah. got big, big yakking between the, Christi the Christians and Muslims and various, yeah, yeah. various things like this, you know what I mean? And the Muslims and the Jews over at the West Bank exactly. in Israel, things like this. Yeah. at it. Yeah. But she continued, we are witnessing devastating events that will change fate and destiny of, and the destiny of humanity. But however, it's not all bad news. The Fortune Tower also predicted that 2021 would be the year that we finally find a cure for cancer. Wow. That's a bit of a bonus. Yeah, yeah. So she explained, the day will come when cancer will get tied with iron chains. But the predictions must be taken with a pinch of salt, like all things of this nature. But there's certainly big business amongst conspiracy theories, you know what I mean? Mm. Or theorists, yeah, all that yeah. sort of malarkey, you know. Do you want to look at her? Do you want to look Ooh, at Baba Vanga? Yes, look at her. Oh, God. She's a looker, isn't she? She looks like that Return at Jedi one, doesn't she? She does, doesn't she? She looks like, like the Master or something like that, you know what I mean? Fucking hell. But she reckons it's going to be in 5079 is when the end of the world will come about. 5079. So we've got about 3,000, sort of 400, 3,040 or 50 years oh, or so, right. you, know, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take that. <laughs> If you, maybe you just meant the time or something like that. I don't know. It was fifty-seven. <laughs> but you know, it's just—it's. I think next year it might be a bit of bother, but I think there's always going to be something. We're, we're going to get it. through. We've been through loads of crap before, but we've never, you know, we haven't had it for generations. Have we? We're suddenly in it. We just got to put you know, put us jukes up, tighten his belt, and just get on with it. I think, think so. That's, that's what we need to. What we need is more broad, generalised terms like that. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I tell you what though, the old Baba, she ain't <laughs> she ain't the one that gives the Popolo's letters, is it? And he could only open a few of them. No, that he, was he looked at them and completely duped him. No, I think that was uh, something of Fatima, wasn't it? Where, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I ain't heard of this one though. Like a good uh, soothsayer. I do know. Yeah, I like yeah. a few predictions like this. They're always a bit vague. Ah, yeah, yeah. But let's see. So we'll keep an eye out. The one we need to look for is the cure for cancer. If she gets that, then that's right. And if we see any sign of three big giants getting together and knacking yeah. a dragon or something yeah, then the dragon knacking then yeah. yeah. what, what a sight that'll be anyway let's just <laughs> let's, let's, let's see what happens right. yeah but in a time when we think that like you know, things are dying out, becoming extinct, losing Ooh, stuff like yeah. that. Right, we've got a little bit of good news here. Ooh, right, yeah. Nice. So it's the DNA of an extinct wolf found in a pack of wild dogs in Texas. War, war. Right, so the DNA is kind of yeah. they've been crossed, they bred years and years ago, and it's still there. Oh, all right. Well, what it is is um, this is by Leah Silverman for all that is interesting. Mm-hmm. And conservationists and biologists alike are optimistic that these findings could help revive what was once thought to be a lost species. So red wolves were declared extinct in the wild in the 1980s, but a new discovery shows that their DNA persists in a roving pack of feral dogs on Galveston Island in Texas. Jesus Christ. Right. I, I don't know, I've not heard, I don't know where Galveston Island is. is I've seen a movie when there was island with a pack of dogs on it. It's Obvious. bloody horrible. <laughs> I've not seen that. It's like one with that monkeys. Yeah, it's like an 80s movie, like a bit of a B movie. Wow. Really awful. Uh, Red wolves were once native to a large stretch of the southeastern United States, including Texas, Florida, and West Virginia. The red wolf is somewhere between a grey wolf and a common coyote in size, but features a trademark reddish tint on the ears, head, and legs. They were placed on the endangered species list in 1967, when hunting, habitat loss and crossbreeding quickly dwindled their numbers. And upon their extinction on the Gulf Coast, people began to breed the red wolves in captivity. But only 40 were successfully bred as a pure red wolf. And now the issue they had with this is that because they only had like a limited sort of like a, um, amount of wolves that kind of yeah. become a little bit inbred, yeah. the genetic sort of strength <laughs> was quite weak. Yeah. Um, because of course, again, in America and stuff, you don't like shooting anything and everything, yeah, yeah. especially somewhere like Texas, and that's yeah. really what brought about the They do love a bit of shooty-shooty. They do, don't they? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Have you, you fired a gun, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, Overrated, I've, you know what I mean, in a way. It was fun and it did get adrenaline, but I couldn't shoot something, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like line it up and bang but it's just cheap in it really cheap yeah I think it's, it's mega cheap you know what I mean so but but what they've discovered here though you see is um, yeah but look now their genes once thought to have been erased from canine genetic history have been found in a pack of small town feral dogs in Texas when a local field biologist Ron Wooten made an astute observation now what he did was he was kind of looking at these wolves and thinking, oh these these dogs, these wild yeah. dogs, and thinking that they look a bit weird. There's Ooh. something about them. The reddish like, paws. Yeah. Ears. What do you, do you want to have a little look at what yes, they look please. like? Yeah. So there's a little, there's like a little field sheet of what oh, the various right, creatures okay, look like. Uh, where's the red, red wolf? Where's the actual dog? Oh, unknown. Oh, Gavin Island Canine. Ah, they have got a. They've got a look, haven't they? They have. You know, more like. Um, the coyote look, aren't they really strong? Yeah, but they've got a bit of red kicking about yeah, them and big stuff. Big ears and all, big lug oils. Yeah, I think they're a good-looking dog. They're a lovely dog. Yeah. I wouldn't like getting bloody chased by them, though, would you? Well, that's the thing that gets me, is, is, is on, on what level do you have, like, packs of wild dogs living know. as feral? What are they eating? What are they catching? God knows. Like, that's a lot of stomachs to feed, is that? Isn't yeah, big is packs like of wild dogs. Yeah, yeah. Dogs? Well, I think there's a lot more actually kicking about in packs on the island. You know? Mikey. And there's not going to be much left after they've had a go because they'll eat up bones and everything. Yeah, they'll they'll do, yeah, there'll be like, no yeah. left here. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to look out. My, my intention is this uh, during these holidays, and we'll look at you know, what the hell's going on with these dogs on yeah, this island. Yeah, do, because they're like birds or something. They're not like they're cats, are they? You know what I mean? They could be like properly like a big animal, yeah. isn't it? But I wonder as well how they'll replicate the red wolf will they, will they extract this DNA breed it mm. in with another wolf I mean they, I'm, I'm not sure mm. how they're going to get get that 
PR again. Yeah, get the purity back in. It's your weird, way. isn't it? Why a fucking wall? Can we have something decent? You know, I mean, like a raptor or something. <laughs> 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 wall's pretty cool. I like wolves. Yeah, you've got in it. Yeah, but I just yeah, a dodo. <laughs> oh, that's that's something I like to see. But yeah. I always want to see a dodo. And the thing is, as well, with dodos, is um, I really I've said this before to kids, and, and they were angry with me. But I really want to eat one. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. They look really tasty. They look really tasty. Did they, did they say they were tasty? Because I know they're just knocked them on Edinetta more, but did anyone actually say they were well, tasty? I think if, if, if something's that Moorish that yeah, they make yeah, it extinct, yeah. then I'd say so. <laughs> if it tastes like dog shit, there wouldn't be the still be What's that with sea turtles or something? They always try oh, and get one back to England, didn't they? They were just too yummy. <laughs> it, was, it was a Galapagos tortoise. <laughs> So they kept get, trying to get them back all the time on sea voyages back there, because then, but then they realised it was too delicious. <laughs> I just love that guilt that they're nearly there. Like, no, we're in an hour away, we've actually got one left. Stephen! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You've got turtle all around your mouth. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. But they said with them, because they've got like a low, um, uh, low, meta- low meta- metabolic rate of these toxins, yeah, yeah. um, it means that they're actually a perfect package to bring back. You just create them up and carry them off with you, and uh, you, 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 yeah. you can live for ages. Yeah. So you've got a tortoise on your sea voyage, you know, you've got yeah. yourself, it's like a big packed lunch. Well, it is, isn't it? It's yeah. in its own box. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> just left lullied and took it, bone appetite. <laughs> Chuck ball off when yeah. you're really good. So hopefully, yeah, the, the, this might just start a genetic recuperation of certain species. Yeah. Things like you've got the red wolf there that we're talking about. Maybe the dodo. That'd be cool. Find a bit of dodo. That's what we need. Yeah, get them back and not yeah. kill them off. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's like, I'm put them all on a big island. Yeah. Let them fight. <laughs> we can go in and shoot and eat them all. wolf and stuff that's not the only thing they've been discovering you oh, know really? you know um the plant life side of things that's all sort of being discovered as well and this, well, this all is all plants like uh, well i suppose if you think about plants they are all old aren't they yeah, in, a, in a weird sort of way you know <laughs> yeah. depending what the I, I, what we could probably call these old plants as in the newly discovered you know right, because yeah, i yeah. think during these times people are actually sort of uh, trying things out looking at things a little bit more closely these yeah, days, yeah. you know what i mean so this is the ugliest orchid in the world is among 2020's new plant discoveries. Ah, you mentioned a woman, a little girl, could have found an orchid, didn't she? Was yeah, she did, but that was that was a that, that was a different thing. Was that that was in the UK? Yeah, uh, and that was apparently just a little pretty pretty little orchid. I think we yeah. covered that quite early. I think it was only the first, early, yeah. first top first ten episodes or first yeah, five yeah. episodes. We could we covered it on that. But this is now this is a a, a different one, right? They found things all over the place. So the ugliest orchid in the world. A toadstool discovered at Heathrow Airport and a bizarre scaly shrub have topped a list of new species named by scientists at the Royal Botanic Gardens at Kew and their collaborators in 2020. Fascinating. Yeah. So the researchers said that 156 new plant and fungi uh, highlighted the amazing diversity of species that remain to be found with the potential to provide new crops, medicines and gardeners' favourites. One is a morning glory plant. Oh. Aye, aye. <laughs> With sweet purple tubers. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you are. They're already eaten by local people in the high Andes of Peru. So people in, the, in Peru have been eating these things like a potato type thing. A tube oh, is like right. a, uh, it, like a uh, yeah, like a potato. It's that yeah. kind of root kind of thing. So people have been eating these for years and just they've never been discovered by science. Cool. So I like a go on some of those. They sound yeah, quite tasty, yeah. yeah. A third of the new species are orchids, but one confounded the plant's reputation for great beauty, with the Q calling it the ugliest in the world. How can you be? I don't get it why it's ugly, it's a proper mirror. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it was, it was, I'll describe it. And so the plant is called Gastrodia agnicellus, uh, and it was found in a national park in Madagascar, and its 11mm flowers are brown, fleshy, and grotesque, and are likely to be pollinated by flies. Do yeah. a little look at one. Oh, you got one. There's a little picture of one. Ugh, it looks like someone's butt. It looks like a horrible little valve. <laughs> <laughs> so the orchid remains underground in the deep shade of a humid forest most of the time, merging only to flower. But it is a noticeable musk rose-like scent. Ooh. This has got quite a nice little smell. 
So in a difficult year, it's so thrilling to see a botanical and mycological science continue with a bumper list of incredible newly named species, said Martin Cheek at Q. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Cheek. <laughs> Good time at school, didn't you, Martin? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, your cheeks were constantly red. <laughs> there are some amazing new finds, each with their own unique qualities and potential for humanity. I mean, he has the potential for humanity, but I don't think we should look at new species through that lens all the time. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to say, hey, it's all about us. It isn't all about (laughs) us. And another thing that worries me is the finding of these plants. Um, because we're probably probing deeper into forests and marshes and woodlands. This is yeah, what I was saying last week. Yeah, exactly, we shouldn't be. We should be leaving it alone. Well, leave them be. Let like yeah. things rewild and just trampling all over. Yes, the place. who knows what these bloody botanists have stood on to find this? Yeah, new, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know. However, the bleak reality facing us cannot be underplayed. With two in five plants threatened with extinction. It is a race against time to find, identify, name, and conserve plants before they disappear. Yeah, very true. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think I, I can understand that then in that, in that viewpoint, you know, because you've got to find these things before. Yeah, yeah. And especially a place like Madagascar where, you know, uh, intensive farming's taking over a little bit. Into, is it? Yeah, yeah, oh you've got to be God, careful. God, are awful, aren't we? Well, palm oil's a big one on these islands oh, because yeah. people say, oh, we want um, a green, sustainable oil supply, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. for fuel and things. So palm oil started being used so what they did then just chopped down sort of millions of acres of sort of like oh. rainforest and just started planting palm oil plants oh. you think oh god you, you know don't get it do we no no never do never do completely constantly fuck it up mm. anyway there were six new webcap toadstools named in the UK in 2020 all from a genus known to be important in supporting the growth of oak beech and birch trees oh, so that's right. a good thing you know yeah, very good Cortinarius heatherae was discovered along the river on the boundary of Heathrow Airport by the mycologist Andy Overall. <laughs> Andy Overall? Andy Overall. <laughs> and named after his wife, Heather. Oh, oh that's nice. just called it Overall then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they've been found, they're finding stuff all over the name, you know what I mean? One of the weird ones is a, is a species of dwarf shrub with bizarrely scaly leaves that grow in extremely hot natural salt pans in Namibia. Uh, it's called Tiganophyton. And, and do you want a little look at oh, it? Oh, please. There's a Tiganophyton. Oh, look at that, lad. Those scaly leaves. It's a good one, it's like that, a isn't it? lizard plant or something. Yeah, it does. I like it, yeah. That's really good, yeah. It? And the thing is, it's named after the Greek Tigani, which means frying pan. Well, a, bit a bit weird, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, like so, that they had frying pans back then, though. Well, yeah. Done. Well, it, it, its analysis showed the plant is part of the cabbage order. But represents a completely new family. Mm. So it doesn't look like a cabbage, does it? It looks it a bit Brussels sprouty, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of that kind of thing. Oh, so there's some new plants are being discovered, being found, along with like red wolves and things like this. Oh, so yeah. that, that's quite Positive. a good thing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So that's quite nice. But um, hopefully they won't find something like a triffid. Yeah, yeah, because we've had our own little running with those, haven't we? <laughs> those bad boys. Yeah, Look, no. they have been back recently. But, you know. <laughs> it's been quite calm, hasn't it, last couple of months? Uh, well, let's see how oh, that goes. Yeah, you've you got them jinxed us now, yeah. haven't you? Well, at least you've got your Luger. We're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I've got one for you. Have you? Go on. <laughs> but you're going to have to do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> There's been another uh, monolith. Have you heard oh, about it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not made of metal. What's Gin- it made of? Uh, gingerbread. <laughs> Have a quick, have a quick oh, Google. Fire up the old, uh, that ancient old PC. Get this fired up and let's have a quick look. Yeah. You say the gingerbread? It's a gingerbread. Yeah. Is that what I'm going to type in? Just type in gingerbread monolith. Oh, for fuck's sake! I love this. My favourite monolith so far. Wow, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's in America, isn't it? So yeah, like, it's San Francisco. <laughs> gingerbread monolith appears. <laughs> wow, weird. Apparently, they've got to it. It smells delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's all iced and everything. Oh, 
Oh, that's what we need. <laughs> that's the, isn't it? That's a Christmas gift for everybody, is that? Yeah. How, uh, it was unclear, like all the other monoliths, who put it up and the gingerbread, who put up the gingerbread monolith version or why? But it <laughs> popped up just in time to spread some Christmas joy. In fact, tossing aside all fears about virus and germs, one person was seen licking it. <laughs> 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 There's always one dirty bastard in there. <laughs> and Chomp, it just licked Can it. Can you imagine licking a gingerbread monolith? <laughs> I don't know where it's come from, how long it's been In a there. time of virus. this boy. Oh, squirrels dry humping it all day, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's yeah, kind of coyote piss all over it or something, you know. Licking away. Oh, it's wow. been a bit quiet on the monolith for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of died, died down a bit. But I, I'm fairly certain there's still it's still rocking on I think yeah, it's happening yeah. I but think people just get a bit bored of it I think there's going to be like the new monolith in 21 isn't there there's going to be somewhere else bigger and better with all do you think that. so it's going to yeah. transmute into something yeah like a pyramid or something like that I don't oh know. it could be maybe that's it you know. <laughs> it would be weird if it turns out the word just actual alien creations oh, it would be just great and that's the angel one with <laughs> yeah. the gingerbread one. <laughs> gingerbread one that's it they're just trying to feed us now people are getting it <laughs> <laughs> <Dope> humans <laughs> Possibilities of bringing things back from the dead, though, you know, we've had the monolith, I love a bit of monolith oh, news, but back to, back to sort of bringing things back from the dead. There's a story here of a, of a dinosaur, right, oh, that yeah. they've uncovered, yeah, right, yeah. and it says, recently discovered dinosaur mummy is so well preserved, it even has the skin and guts intact. Whoa, what kind of dinosaur? Well, let's get into it. It's Ooh. called a nodosaur, is the one it's called. I've got, I've got some pictures for you. So oh my look God, in me, never yeah. mind mosquitoes with DNA. This is going to be covered in DNA. One researcher involved said, we don't just have a skeleton, we have a dinosaur, as it would have been. Jeez. So science, scientists are hailing it as the best preserved dinosaur specimen ever discovered and that's why you cannot see its bones they remain intact covered by skin and armor oh my god so it's like you've got to learn so much from yeah, this. yeah ex- exactly yeah so it's found accidentally by miners in canada this fossilized nodosaur is more than 110 million years old yet patterns are still visible on its skin God. According to the uh, Royal Tyrell Museum of Paleontology in Alberta, Canada, which recently unveiled the find, the dinosaur is so well preserved that instead of a fossil, we could safely call it a dinosaur mummy. That is incredible. Yeah. Do you want to have a look at oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, look at its evil head. That is such a dragon head, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, look at its tail there. Oh, my God, that is... <laughs> That's a, that's a proper dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. It's just a dinosaur. Yeah. And you can, or you could even argue, it's actually a. He's like a dragon. It just looks like a well, dragon. It does, doesn't it? it? I've always said that's where the dragon myth comes from because they must have been digging it up years ago, aren't they? Thinking, look at them. They're probably yeah, dragons. Yeah, but he's, you know he's, what, I mean, what are they? But maybe, well, I, you know, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because one thing I'm looking at at the moment is uh, uh, out of place uh, uh, objects. Uh, so well, I'll leave that back. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, out, out of place objects. Is they're called upa, uh, upos. They call them. Right. Uh, and what it is, the one I've been looking at, which I'm going to cover for future uh, episodes, is so human skeletons found in weird places. All right. So they've recently been digging up the like the, the well, not recently, but they've in like they've gone into a coal mine and yeah. they've dug through a fresh coal seam. And just the same as they found this dinosaur, they dug out a human skeleton wow. in the coal embedded in there. Yeah. Uh, and that coal seam, they reckon, could have been tens of millions of years old. Jeez. And there's a human skeleton yes. in there. Christ. And there's quite a yeah. few things like that where they just discover things which shouldn't be there. Yeah, it just ruins the timeline totally. Yeah. Oh. And that's it. And the thing is, as well, it's not even like a, a primitive 
human skeleton. It's like a modern, you, wow. know, you know, it's not yeah. Neanderthal. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's modern, I think they found these. So right. this is sort of something that could be quite interesting, you know. Yeah. When you, when you so I think they, they write the books, don't they? Just put the stamp on it, la la la, yeah. we know. And it, you just, we don't at all. No, just that's put, it. So, there's so many gaps in evolution and stuff, but they just kind of like scientists gang together and just say it's right, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I, I think they do that an awful wow. lot. And so, that, but, you know, we could be frightened of dragons, potentially the same way that cats are frightened of snakes. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that there might have been something like that kicking wow. around you know all what I mean? those old uh, movies might be true you know like <laughs> around the time that. forgot yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> it would be cool wouldn't it what, what, you know I'm really crap with this but I know you were into your dinosaurs but you know they're like the Jurassic period yeah. and all that what does this uh, one fall into so that era was called the Cretaceous period alright that's what it was yeah I think it's quite I think it's quite a famous sort of, yeah. of a period in, in history sort of thing so um so what they say here, one of the researchers says, you don't need to use much imagination to reconstruct it. You just squint your eyes a bit, you could almost believe it was sleeping. And that's why I think the pictures yeah, do look like that. Does, yeah. Yeah, totally. And previously, only nodosaur skeletons have been discovered. Um, but this dinosaur was built like a tank. A member of a newly discovered species called nodosaur, it was enormous four-legged herbivore, protected by spiky plated armour. And it weighed approximately... Three thousand pounds. So that's a few tons it weighed. Oh, this thing, you know. Geez. To give you an idea of how intact the mummified nodosaur is, the dinosaur, the, the, the skeleton, or the mummified version they've got, it still weighs two thousand five hundred pounds. Oh my so it's not God. like it's deteriorated. Yeah, it is just like out. it just squidged out. Yeah, that's it. Oh. So, um, but it makes you wonder. I mean, it's been turning around and saying this things like um, uh, if this things is it all stone. Is, is there anything in it that could be yeah. taken out? Can we can we extract some sort of fossilized DNA from it? I don't know. I think if if it's like that, you've got the best chance ever, aren't you? Yeah. Even like answering, you know, one bit they're saying were dinosaurs covered in feathers. You know, we just haven't got a bloody Scooby, have we? But yeah. when you look at that, you think that's going to give us so much info. Yeah, I think so. It'd be great. I mean, I'm, I mean I've always loved dinosaurs. They're so exciting. Yeah. yeah. You know, but um, but this one, I'd love to go see this. I don't oh, know where it's going to be presented. But I suppose we'll be keeping it in Canada, won't they? But yeah, we can yeah. go yeah. a little look. Touch it. Yeah, just yeah. to stroke his little scaly back and it say, "Wow, is. that was a that was a dinosaur. Yeah, this is it." Moving that many million years. Yeah, ago. yeah. Well, that's it. Wandering around 110 million years ago, just wandering about. And just going back to it, and all that bit about cats being scared of snakes. You know what I mean? It being in the DNA. I've always wondered why they're scared of cucumbers. You know, when they put them on them videos. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the, the, uh, the we've we've actually bred all the aggression out of the cucumber. <laughs> oh, but millions of years ago, yeah, they roamed violently roamed the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Big giant scaly cucumbers coming after you. Kind of horrifying, isn't it? Yeah, especially how they might attack you. Yeah, gurking <laughs> army after them. Oh. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you see much news over the Christmas period. Bits and bits. I always yeah. check on news. I can't help it. We have a news junkie. Well, what about the thing in Nashville? The officers oh, read yeah. home was a person of interest reportedly linked to Christmas Day blast. Oh, you diamond! Because again, I briefly looked at it, and this is weird, it's isn't really it? Really weird. And yeah, there were a warning one there. Well, let's have a dive in yeah. and see what see what happens. So, um, this is by Miranda Bryant of the Guardian. Um, Law enforcement officers raided an address near Nashville, and a person of interest has reportedly been identified in the investigation of an apparent bomb blast that rocked the downtown of Tennessee's biggest city on Christmas morning. Wow. Three people were likely injured (laughs) in the blast, and some possible human remains have been found near the site of an RV. Is that a recreational vehicle? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. So it's like a truck of some sort that exploded and caused serious damage to Nashville's historic core. It's not clear 
if or how the remains are linked to the incident. Wow. But, um, I mean, I've seen photos. I haven't got any photos with me today, but um, it's, it is absolutely it's, obliterated. It's, apparently, the actual shockwave of it were, like, prop, like, you know, wobbling windows and shaking stuff in wow. your room. It were, like, huge. You know, just like a blast. It was yeah. fucking atomic. Well, police were responding to an early morning report of shots fired when they encountered the RV blaring a recorded warning that a bomb would detonate in 15 minutes. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Metro Nashville Police Chief John Drake said, Police evacuated nearby buildings and called in the bomb squad. The RV exploded shortly afterwards. So basically, it sounds like this guy's whoever it is, or uh, he's going to be a bloke. Yeah. <laughs> White male. <Yeah. laughs> he's going to be. He's basically decided Christmas Day. I've had enough. You yeah. can bet. Bet he's been divorced recently. Yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Can't see the kids this crimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Time on your hands, sir. Yeah, I'll build a bomb. <laughs> and he's obviously just driven into the middle of town, set the recording going, wow. fired off in, uh, into sky, aren't into a trap that roses. Yeah, yeah. And they've gone about the business, and then. Boom, you know go, what I mean? Go, go with a bang. Yeah. Police believe the blast was intentional, but don't yet know a motive or target. And Drake noted that officials had not received any threats before the explosion. And on Saturday afternoon, investigators with the FBI, Nashville Police and others arrived at a two-story red brick house in the Nashville suburb of Antioch just after midday. Information developed during the course of the investigation led us to this address. So... They have found bits of it, him, whoever it is, you know what I mean? It's the, this CBS reported that several sources had confirmed that Nashville area resident Anthony Quinn Walker, 63, had a similar make and model vehicle of a suspected RV and was linked to the address being raided. Ooh. So there we go, there's our bloke, Anthony Quinn, yeah. 63, you know what I mean? He's, I just imagine he's like, you know, he's in his truck, bombs there, right, I'll do the timer in a minute, right, just finish my... 3,000 page manifesto <laughs> press the button like oh shit yeah. <laughs> it's going to get blown my up manifesto <laughs> right? I'm going to throw it out we do, oh fuck I wonder where I mean it, for it to cause that much harm where's he what has he been building it with yeah. is he gone down the old fertiliser route yeah has he gone has he just managed to build some sort of other kind of device what God, it's got to be fertiliser it's got to be a fuck ton of it hasn't he and just packed it full of it packed his yeah packed his RV his trusty RV full of this shit Hikey. Nashville's quite farmy land isn't it you know, like yeah it's going to be fertilised shop to yeah. shop to shop to shop building it up god almighty it's just bizarre <laughs> it isn't is, it what a way to go yeah. where the fellow I mean, just like it's, weird, it's a situation it? yeah. I do wonder you just I mean I know it's a bit of a bleak thing to talk about yeah. but you just you must have just been vir- virtually vaporised yeah. yeah what did you see what, what, what was that second well, bit like I did see some footage of the, one of the weirdest ones I'd ever seen it was it was actually a suicide bomber oh, God. and what he'd done he'd gone into a cafe and the CCTV footage saw him and he comes in this fairly crowded cafe Shit. and he blows himself up right oh. but it, it was weird for whatever happened he blew himself to smithereens and it blew him out of the window and nobody else got hurt. Lovely. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, mate. And I just thought, there you yeah. go. And they're all still sitting around with the drinks. Come on, the bloody hell with yeah. that. Oh, is that a body? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage guns in his dead yeah. body. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Some sort of street performance, you know what I mean? What a complete someone. I love that. Suicide bombing gone wrong. I'm quite glad, though, that this guy, that he, uh, he hadn't killed anyone, though. Yeah, you know I mean? that's, that's it. Thing. I love the kind of, like, uh, Joker-esque kind of, you know, tannoy, you know, Nancy's yeah. going to blow and that. That's, that's a yeah, real bizarre bit weird one, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, yeah. He's, yeah, well, well done for not dragging loads of people down with you. That's yeah, like, but maybe you shouldn't have blown up half the city, though. It's <laughs> kind of funny, though, isn't it? <laughs> Going out with a bang. <laughs> I've already done that joke. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Once again, I'm casting my light out, and one of my favourite, we're casting up into space. Oh, we ain't had space for a while, thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we need in a bit of space, one, you know. And what we've got here is do you remember 
only Star Trek crew, right? Scotty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's... Now, the thing is with him, he's... Uh, he's passed away. He's yeah, been, he's been passed away now, you know. But do you know where his ashes are? Oh, give me some space. Has he gone to space? Well, what it is... Um, here we go. The, the headline is The Ashes of Star Trek's James Doohan, who was Scotty, yeah. were smuggled onto the International Space Station. Smuggled? <laughs> smuggled you know, on. You're crikey. Yeah. So, uh, James Doohan, Star Trek's Montgomery Scotty Scott, had one final trip into space three years after he passed away in 2005. Now, this is a, this is a story from uh, the uh, trekmovie.com. It's like yeah, a yeah. fan site, you know. On Christmas, the story of a clandestine plan to bring some of the actor's ashes to the International Space Station was finally revealed. So on Christmas Day, the UK's Times revealed that in 2008, entrepreneur Richard Garriott smuggled some of Doohan's ashes onto the ISS on his 12-day mission as a private astronaut. The clandestine operation was planned along with Doohan's son, Chris, with the approval of the Doohan family. Oh, the plan had Garriott hiding a laminated card with Doohan's photo and some of his ashes under cladding of the floor of the station's Columbus module. Right, right so when no one were looking, he slipped it in, so it's yeah, in there, man. right? And according to the Times, Doohan's ashes have travelled since then huh. 1.7 billion miles through space, oh. orbiting the Earth more than 70,000 times. Jeez. After his ashes were hidden secretly on the International Space Station. <laughs> so if you think about there, that his ashes, he's probably been the longest serving crew on the yeah, International Space Station. I don't trekking, you know, flying thousands of miles in space. It's become a reality. And can you imagine as well, you know, he's obviously his family love him very much and that. And if you, you know, you've ever missing your old pop sometime, <laughs> you just look up and see him whizzing past <laughs> sort of like tens of thousands yeah, of miles an hour. Like it's like his little star, it. yeah, oh, there he is. That's it, that's what I'm really it's glad cool, they it rather like the, they got it you know off eBay or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Garriott tells the time. This is the this is the Richard Garriott, the guy who did the smuggling. Yeah. He says it was completely clandestine. His family were very pleased that the ashes made it up there, but we were all disappointed we didn't get to talk about it publicly for so long. Yeah. Now enough time has passed, so we can. And as far as I know, no one has ever seen it there, and no one has moved it. James Doohan got his resting place. Among the stars. Oh, that's the cutest. I love that. It's great, isn't it? So yeah, you've got your own little Christmas star floating up there, you know. Oh, and he's there it. going, she can't even take it no more. He <laughs> <laughs> was a great character in that one. Absolutely fantastic character. He was. I loved a bit yeah. of Star Trek, mate. Yeah, you know, yeah. Classic Star Trek. Oh, exactly, modern yeah. nonsense. <laughs> I don't know the modern movies are too... I watched them and I thought... They weren't obviously near it, but they were still quite good, the modern movies. You like them, yeah? Yeah, the prequel ones were quite good. Uh, some spacey news, though. I love that one where like Tom Cruise is going to do be the first man to do a movie in space. And is he? Is, you know, I don't know if it's going to be Mission Impossible or Jack Reach Round or whatever it bloody is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's going to do us. You know, basically announced it, the planning it. Even if all troubles going on, he's going to they're going to do a scene in space with Tom Cruise and you know, wow. in space. But then Russia heard of it and they're like, right, we're going to beat America to it. So they're, in, they're trying to get the first female. Uh, to go into space and do the film, you know, do a really? film instead, you know. So and it looks like they can do it quicker than America. I don't know if America's still like, right, the, the race is on or not. Well, they get bloody Musk involved, that Looney Tunes. They'll oh, be doing it next week. Very good, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're prime for it at the moment. I've got about that. I'm thinking more NASA, but you're out yeah. the prime. Oh, NASA, but NASA, I haven't got anything, no, have they? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how uh, Russia's doing. I suppose they're chucking up old stuff out. We've got, yeah, they're still banging up the, the old rockets and uh, stuff like that. But it's like, obviously, we've got Musk, they're using their dragon rockets and stuff like that yeah. and he's got a new one I don't know if you've seen Musk's latest rocket oh. it's basically it's, it's just massive wow. it is massive and that's the one that the planet take to Mars is it um, wow. it, it's, it can land itself as well so it's like you know like a, like a 1950s rocket so yeah, it flies in space yeah. it lands itself yeah, you know, like, that's it's, it because like, it. China's got one as well and it's a real you know you, 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 it's like takes off on a runway or something and lands right. again or something you know what I mean it's a totally that's, what, well, that's what's needed isn't it Christ. I'm, I'm glad the, I know it's troubled times but space news is just it's going turbo in it yeah it's it we're hitting the future I, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly I firmly believe that, that everybody knows something 
that we don't yet. There's some yeah. news out there why we're going space crazy. Yeah, yeah, mining on the moon as well. That's a massive thing at the moment. Everybody's yeah. planning to mine on the moon. You just uh, switches happen in every you know big country. Yeah, I, I think they discovered the rare earth metals probably are up there yeah, on the moon, yeah. which they need and you know they could require a find. I mean, yes, they yeah. have just recently found a new mineral on Earth. Oh, right. Um, I, I found it. Um, they found it in a mine in. Cornwall, uh, <laughs> which cool. is the, but where they'd found it, they'd already found this piece of rock two hundred years ago, and somebody was just looking yeah. at some of the other samples, and somebody said, "Aye, aye, this isn't right. This wow. is a different one." Yeah, aye. Uh, yeah. So I think it's called something called something like Carnarite or something. They named it after what the the um, the the Cornish language. It is, yeah, it's, it's named for Cornwall. Oh, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, yeah, wow. so they're still discovering things that rocks on Earth. Wow, Maybe they're finding rocks in space that are highly wow. useful. But we don't know. There's one particular piece of space dust yeah. up there, and it's Scotty yeah. flying oh, around, yeah. looking down on us. <laughs> oh, what a salute! But you can't see me. <laughs> getting up into space and you know and, and traveling around in general we need a bit of power don't we we need oh, a bit of you know energy yeah, and unfortunately yeah. a lot of energy is polluting isn't it mm, that, that's yeah. no good so what we need is something that's not so polluting but physicists have built a circuit that generates clean limitless power from graphene now do you know what graphene is well, I don't know, what was that one last week when you're on about with the trees and you're sucking oh, the... Lignin. Yeah, because yeah. the, the sky diamond style that you said about sucking carbon out of Yeah. It, that one last week with the, you know, sucking the kind of, that stuff out of the trees and stuff. Yeah. I just think, this is hope. You give yeah. me a hope about the future. Yeah, we've got another this, one. Yeah, we've got another one. Got oh, another one this is, These this are really good, good news stories. Yeah. So this is uh, by the University of Arkansas uh, for fizz.org. So it's like a... So this is like a it's a physics website. Oh, right, yeah. So yeah, so not getting your fizz on. <laughs> no, no, not fizzy. <laughs> <laughs> a team of University of Arkansas physicists have successfully developed a circuit capable of capturing graphene's thermal motion and converting it into an electrical current. So Paul Thibardo, professor of physics and leading researcher in the discovery, says. An energy harvesting circuit based on graphene could be incorporated into a chip to provide clean, limitless, low voltage power for small devices and sensors. Wow. So I'd imagine it'd be things like for your phones and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, or maybe even tinier things like this. It may be very, very low voltage that is yeah. generating here. But the findings published in the journal Physical Review E are proof of a theory the physicists developed at the University of Arkansas three years ago that freestanding graphene, a single layer of carbon atoms, ripples and buckles in a way that holds promise for harvesting energy. But no, because I, mean, I don't know if you know how that like, graphene was discovered. No, I don't. It rings a bell and it's yeah. just not there, man. Well, the weird thing is they found that obviously they've had graphene. The theoretically, they've always been able to turn around and say sort of, a, you know, well, we should be able to line graphite or these particular carbon molecules up in such a way oh, that they'll sort of like they'll align, and they've never been able to do it. Yeah. And until somebody basically got a pencil and rubbed it on a piece of sellotape. <laughs> And peeled it off that sellotape, and there you have a like a sheet of graphene. So it's the same stuff as oh, you get in a pencil. I love that. That someone <laughs> just literally sold it with sellotape and yeah. a pencil. That yeah, it's that kind of thing. That was the first time they actually observed it. It wasn't a usable item yeah, then, yeah, but, but it was such a thin molecule. Were there, were there. Yeah, and they managed to manufacture it from there. <laughs> and things with graphene is um, they're not using it as much as they're going to do in the future. Yeah, it's. Possibly the strongest material known to man. It's going to be. Wow. It's quite a cleanly generated material, yeah. it's, and it, again, it's got this weird property where the molecules are moving for some reason. Yeah. And they reckon they can harvest that movement. You almost like you harvest ah, wave power. Right. Yeah. But yeah. they're going to harvest graphene power. Wow. But of course, it's a tiny amount of energy that it's giving off. Yeah. Tiny amounts of energy, but it's harvestable, and they oh. think it can keep going forever. Well, so, but it, it, that's just a future. That's the start of something there. Yeah, you know well, I, mean? Just I mean, I don't know if they can scale it up. Yeah, you yeah. know, the idea of harvesting energy from graphene is controversial because it refutes physicist Richard Feynman's well-known assertion that the thermal motion of atoms, known as Brownian motion, cannot do work. 
Thibaldo's team found that at at room temperature, the thermal motion of graphene does in fact induce an alternating current in a circuit, an achievement thought to be impossible. So the how found it, it does happen, you know, but you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, they've, they've said before about things about sort of, um, oh, you can't have perpetual motion, you can't have perpetual energy and all this yeah. sort of thing. You know, they just say that, don't yeah, they? Yeah. You know, because, you know, that's a law of thermodynamics and things. But it got me thinking about how space was made and people's always oh, the big bang yeah. and what's going to happen and oh well it, oh, everything will eventually implode and go yeah. back into itself again and then it'll explode again yeah. that's what the theory that's is that's what they think that's what yeah. the think is but all I can think about that is well where's that energy coming from for the big bang yeah and yeah. so it eternally keeps doing the same thing it's generating the same amount of energy each time the big bang occurs yeah it's not lessening yeah. it's not become lesser so my theory is well if that's possible surely there's something about energy that yeah. is stored somewhere in the universe yeah true isn't it yeah that is already like a contained constant yeah and this might be it in atoms it's just there all the time energy nice. and power yeah like that yeah, yeah. it's true isn't it? like all the bits you've made of stars and it's like it's re um reused in it like reused yeah re-used. well even, even by using energy or burning something up you're not actually destroying it you're just yeah. turning something into something else yeah, you just yeah. change its chemical composition yeah so if it's not destroying something, yeah. it's just turning it into something else. Well, no energy's been expelled, has it? Wow. That's my theory. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you like know. One atom getting destroyed, in a way, causes a nuclear bloody <laughs> explosion. Well, yeah, that's it. It does be <laughs> that's the amount of energy released in sort of just those atoms. Yeah, it's just yeah. that's how much... We've probably done about six, or maybe a hundred atoms have been destroyed ever, isn't it? Yeah. And all the bombs been tested. Ah, that's really cool. It's, a, it's interesting stuff, isn't it? It yeah, is an absolutely interesting stuff. So hopefully they'll be able to go on with this graphene circuits uh, and maybe even scale it up and who knows what they'll be able to sort of harvest from yeah. there. But again, if um, if graphene is doing this, I wonder what they can find out in other atoms and the energy that's stored within. Yeah, you know, so that's an interesting spot. Yeah. And it could be that could be the stuff that gets us into space. Yeah, and yeah. we're whizzing past Scotty there, won't yeah. we, on our way to Mars, <laughs> powered by graphene. Oh, it? Hope for the future. <laughs> it's getting a little bit late now at Kraken Cove Arcade, oh, and it's is like it that time already. It's that time already, <laughs> but you know, it's like us, it's easy. You know, this time of year, we like snacks and stuff, don't yeah, we? You know yeah. I mean, that's one of our favourite things. Is getting a bit snacky, a bit grazing oh, going on. Right, Although you've been loop been, action, oh, yeah, but I think you've been doing a little bit too much, judging yeah, by that yeah, tum tum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've always got room for one more snack. Yeah, I, say, I could so. always fit one more in. So this is from uh, the French press press agency. Oh, ever, right. ever released this one? It's been uh, yeah. carried by a few little people, and a few yeah. people I quite like this one. Um, and it's exceptionally well preserved snack bar unearthed at Pompeii. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Pompeii. A snack bar. A snack bar Ooh, at Pompeii. Do we know what the snacks were? Well, let's dig in and oh, find man. out. Some locusts and honey yeah. or something. Well, researchers said on Saturday they had discovered a frescoed thermopolium or fast food counter in an exceptional state of preservation in Pompeii. That's Would you like a little look at it? Yes, please. Oh, it is. Yeah. Some pretty pictures. Is there yeah. a horse and a chicken? Again. Oh, nuddy, nuddy lady. <laughs> <laughs> nuddy lady. A blood to me lady. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'll describe this because I've actually been to Pompeii. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I've seen I've seen these one of these snack bars before. Not, yeah. not in this state, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But basically what they are, imagine if you have like a low stone wall. And set into that stone wall is like uh, urns and cisterns and tanks and things yeah, for yeah. holding um, various foods. Right. So then sometimes what they do is they uh, heat up from below these urns so oh. they could have hot food. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes they'd be chilled so yeah, they can have cool, yeah, cool yeah. foods and stuff like that. And you, you, know, you might be walking on your way to the uh, Colosseum, you know what I mean, yeah. to go watch a bit of sport, see somebody getting stabbed up. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, oh, I'm a bit bit sort of like snackish, I'm yeah, fancy yeah. Nip, nipping in for some sort of lark tongues or something <laughs> like that. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> Owl beaks. I've <laughs> duck beak there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't fancy the idea of that. <laughs> but the ornate snack bar, decorated with polychrome patterns and frozen by volcanic ash, was partially exhumed last year, but archaeologists extended work on the site to reveal it in its full glory. 
Pompeii was buried in ash and pumice when the nearby Mount Vesuvius erupted in 79 AD, killing between 2,000 and 15,000 people. However, archaeologists continue to make discoveries there. Well, the thing is there as well, there's, there's a lot fewer, uh, few people that could have been killed. There could have been like, I don't know, sort of like 100, 200,000 people killed mm, potentially. Yeah. But they did all flee on boats into the, into wow, the water, yeah. flee across the, uh, across the sea towards... Um, uh, Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just call it that. <laughs> so, the Thermopolium of Region 5, at what was a busy intersection of Silver Wedding Street and Alley of Balconies. Oh, cool, they've got the names of them. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's just those maps, isn't it? Yeah, this, this is it. Well, it, it wasn't necessarily the maps, I think the, there's even street names. Wow, yeah, man. And so they, they kind of know what. So they, they say it was a Roman era equivalent of a fast food snack stall. A fresco bearing an image of a narrative. A narrated nymph riding a seahorse. Wow. Yeah, and gladiators in combat have been unearthed previously. In the latest stage of their work, archaeologists uncovered a number of still life scenes, including depictions of animals believed to be on the menu, uh-huh. notably mallard ducks and a rooster, for serving with, with wine or hot beverages. Oh, nice. Yeah. Scientists were able to glean precious new information on gastronomic habits in the town, dating from the eruption which engulfed Pompeii and the neighbouring town of Herculaneum. The team found duck bone fragments, as well as the remains of pigs, goat, fish and snails in earthenware pots. All salty. Yeah, all tasty goods of those. Some of the ingredients had been cooked together rather than prepared separately as a Roman era paella. Ooh, so there you go, that sounds good, doesn't yeah, it? Snails and duck and stuff. And they even found crushed fava beans used to modify the taste of wine. And they found these at the bottom of one of these jars. So well, it's like animal fat, fat. They're the same beans. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've cooked it with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they've had fava beans here in a nice Chianti. It's entirely Ooh, white. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so Massimo Osana, Director General of the Archaeological Park of Pompeii, says, As well as bearing witness to daily life in Pompeii, the possibilities to analyse afforded by this Thermopolium are exceptional because for the first time we have excavated a site in its entirety. So they're not just had bits and bats, they've got the full thing now, you know. So Amphora, which is the big jars, uh, a water tower and a fountain were also discovered alongside human remains, including those of a man believed to have been about 50 and he was discovered near a child's bed. Which is <laughs> yeah, a bit nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> the counter seems to be enclosed in a hurry and abandoned by its owners, but it, it is possible that someone, perhaps the oldest man, stayed behind and perished during the first phase of the eruption. The remains of another person may have been those either of an opportunist thief or someone fleeing the eruption who was surprised by the burning vapours just as he had his hand on the lid of the pot that he had just opened. God, he's just frozen like that. They found yeah, it like seems like they found him like that. You know. Wow, it's weird, he's pumping. So the uh, thermopolium, uh, the word comes from the Greek thermos, right? For hot, something like thermos flask. Yeah, yeah. You know? And poleo, which means to sell. Yeah. Uh, and was very popular in the Roman world. And Pompeii alone had 80 of these fast food joints. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's a uh, it's a second Italy's second most uh, visited site, uh, yeah. second to the Colosseum, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I've been to both of those. You know what I mean? Oh. It, about a million people a year go. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, I'd like to. I'd desperately like to go back to Pompeii. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I so love to see Colosseum, obviously. You know what I mean? But Pompeii definitely. Oh for man, it's just, just amazing. It must be like so instant. You know what I mean? I just got. You know, for the the ash to kind of get you, kill you without you moving, it's bizarre. Well, it's the, like you say, it's the ash, it's, as they call it, pyroclastic flow, and the speed it travels at, speed it travels across the sea at, um, yeah, it, it, it travels at sort of like, it's, they reckon it can create a sonic boom, it's travelling so fast. Wow. So it's basically a wall of scalding hay yeah. comes and just goes, wham, well, and cooks sound, you. Yeah, you get it with that nuclear. Once you describe that speed, I think like raining down from sky, they're all gentle and stuff. You oh, know yeah, yeah. No, well, no. It, it obviously it does as well. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, rocks and, and, and stuff, yeah, but yeah, the speed this gets going, because it's almost like um, uh, the, the 
dust is almost like talc it's that fine so, but he's, imagine like it's a scalding talc, talc sort of thing maybe Jesus like six seven eight hundred degrees you know horrible you know you could actually watch it you know yeah. I mean, what a horror show that is just fucking they're not even vaporized they're just like fucking carbonized that's wow. what they're yeah they turn it graphene yeah. get rubbed over a bit of paper and <laughs> start all over again <laughs> you got the salad tape out <laughs> free them all <laughs> So there we have it. I think now we've, uh, we've we've had a bit of science. We've had a bit of a uh, bit of interest on oh, various mate. things. I'll tell you what, that were a fascinating episode, and it was full of good news. I could well done yeah, with that. We need it. Let's <laughs> crack on with that. Yeah, there's there's like always it. reasons to be cheerful. Yeah, That's the way definitely. I see things, you know. And it's yeah. like if science has got us into this mess, science is going to get us out. Exactly. That's where we. Yeah, That's yeah, what like we need that. to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. we need to sort of like put a positive spin on it. Yeah. You know, get. A, you know, pull his trousers up and bloody yeah, get, get cracking doing exactly. things. Exactly, you know? all those what I was saying, and tightening belts and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so because, I mean, you're working our mind now, what we need to do is just work a few more skills. I think we need another yeah. another game, me and you, don't no, we? No, we do, mate. Let's crack open a few martinis, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a few more titties and we'll uh, we'll have a few more games and uh, I think it's time to get the operation out. Aye, mate. My hands won't be shaky after me titties anyway. <laughs> so I'd just like to wish everyone out there a happy new year. Yeah, happy new year from Benny L. Keep your heads up. Yeah, crack that's on. it. Crack on. So yeah, so it's a big goodbye from Matt. Big, bigger goodbye from Benny. Woo! See you later, guys. Cheers. There are three ways you may contact Cracking Cold. Either by email at crackandcoldpodcast at gmail.com On Twitter at crackandcold Or Instagram at crackandcoldpod Ha ha!